Good evening. I'm Rick Cottom. Welcome to Your Maryland. The winter of 1932 was difficult for Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald. Since their first trip to Europe in the summer of 1921, the couple had spent much of their time traveling in France, Italy, and Switzerland. But in 1930, Zelda suffered a nervous breakdown. In February 1932, following the death of her father, she suffered another. The Fitzgeralds came to Baltimore so she could be admitted for psychiatric treatment at the Phipps Clinic of Johns Hopkins Hospital, where she would remain until June. Scott rented a large Victorian mansion, La Pay, and lived there with their 10-year-old daughter, Frances, while Zelda was hospitalized. Amidst the trees on what is now the grounds of St. Joseph's Hospital in Towson, he worried about his career. A decade earlier, he had burst upon the American literary landscape in a blaze of glory. This side of paradise, the beautiful and the damned, tales of the jazz age, and the great Gatsby, had made him a highly regarded novelist and literary celebrity. Drinking and socializing their way through Europe with the likes of Ernest Hemingway, Ring Lardner, and John Dos Passos, Scott and Zelda became cultural icons, embodying the dizzy glamour and energy of the jazz age. But these were darker days. Years of European travel and lavish socializing had drained Fitzgerald financially, and as the hard years of the Great Depression gripped the country, he began to worry that his writing was in decline. To dull the fear, he drank. Hard. In Movable Feast, Hemingway described an evening in Paris drinking with him. As he sat there at the bar, holding the glass of champagne, the skin seemed to tighten over his face, Hemingway recalled, and then it drew tighter until the face was like a death's head. Hemingway later told Maxwell Perkins, Scott died inside himself around the age of 30 to 35, and his creative powers died somewhat later. In fact, when tender is the night, the book Fitzgerald was working on at La Pay, appeared in 1934. It was a critical and commercial disaster. Making matters worse was Zelda's illness. Her impulsiveness and severe mood swings may have indicated bipolar disorder. A Towson newspaper suggested schizophrenia. Scott was later to comment that all his hopes and optimism for the future were left behind on the little country roads leading up to the sanitariums that Zelda had visited in Europe. Perhaps significantly, he did not say Baltimore. There are those who suggest that Zelda was jealous of Scott's talent as a writer, that she encouraged him to drink and waste himself. In October 1932, a few months after she was discharged from Phipps, Zelda published her own novel, Save Me the Waltz. Scott angrily accused her of stealing material from Tender as the Night. A year later, a fire broke out, destroying much of LePay. Rumors circulated that Zelda herself had said it. In December 1933, Scott found them an apartment at 1307 Park Avenue in Baltimore. The next month, Zelda suffered a third nervous breakdown and was admitted to Shepherd Pratt for treatment. A series of hospitals in New York and North Carolina followed. As Zelda went to North Carolina, Scott, too, went south, then traveled to Hollywood to work on a faltering career as a screenwriter. Their time in Baltimore had been a brief, if hardly peaceful, sojourn in two tumultuous lives but it would also be the last time they really lived together. Scott died of a heart attack on December 21, 1940. Zelda died in North Carolina in March 1948, trapped in a hospital fire. She was buried with Scott in Rockville, Maryland. Like the flash of sunlight on a brilliant yellow roadster, Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald's fame burned bright and fast, and then they were gone. ¶¶